0: Let's dive into it. Hey, nice. Science. So I assume I assume we're doing like an with an E? Mm-hmm.
1: Which, you assume correctly.
0: <laughs> yeah. Which I watched with you, which is very good. Um I yeah. had a great time.
1: But yeah, I followed the yeah
0: the actress on uh, TikTok and she's very queer it's awesome yeah
1: I know I love her even more now that I follow her on TikTok
0: yeah (laughs) she's pretty cool
1: she has cats
0: yeah although she's um she's bleached her hair so it's not it's not ginger like but it was iconic
1: (laughs) it was iconic right Welcome to Something Queer is Happening here where we discuss queer subtext in literature and media because why bury your gaze? When you can dig them back up. That was an amazing voice for the people from. <laughs> I, don't
0: know. I was like, I'm gonna do a voice and I'm gonna do something and it was like a religious experience. it just spoke through me. <laughs> <laughs> don't ever ask me to recreate that voice ever again because well, it will not well, happen
1: yeah we have to respect the religious experience <laughs>
0: Just, yeah so uh sorry about that um because why because you can dig back hard. up there that's we go beautiful. um also congrats for remembering the intro because that's something i fail to do every single time
1: <laughs> well yeah. to be fair it's in my notes too but i do yes. know it's my heart yes two things I don't do. <laughs> <laughs> notes and learning by heart.
0: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> the only notes I did was for the gay pirate one last last episode and that's just because mm-hmm. I really like gay pirates. Um, everything else is yeah. just pure vibes. <laughs> and occasionally I scribble or two on a post-it note. Uh, so...
1: <laughs> no, I do detailed notes, my friend. Well,
0: oh, this is the am reason you have a doctorate.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Anyway, would you like to introduce us to... Yes, yes, so today we are talking about Anne with an E.
0: That's good, good show, good show, good shit.
1: Yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot to get through. Um, I'm going to start with a summary because that's what we do. Wonderful. Uh, So Anne with an E is an adaptation of Anne of Green Gables produced by the CBC and Netflix. It got three seasons before being cruelly and unfairly cancelled. In case you missed our first *Anne of Green Gables* episode, the story is about a young, imaginative orphan who gets adopted by a pair of aging siblings who thought they were getting a boy to help with their farm. This adaptation, shut up, Millie! (laughs) (laughs) Wow, this adaptation is particularly controversial because it highlights some of the darker themes of the original novel, like the abuse and exploitation of orphan children and the economic difficulties faced by the household. It also deals a lot with sexism and the lives of queer, black, and indigenous Canadian people at the turn of the century. So, great show. It's an amazing show. Watch it. Watch it. And yeah, René really of but, you yeah. know, like, it's, it's a great adaptation. Um, so, <laughs> we're going to start with the canon stuff, because Anne with an E is already a very queer show without even mm-hmm. getting into the subtext. Um, there are three canonically queer characters that are of importance in the story. Uh, the first one is Diana's Aunt Josephine. In the books, she's described as a wealthy spinster who becomes a mentor to Anne. Um, in the series, Diana first tells Anne that she is visiting them because her companion passed away. Uh, she says, her best friend forever and ever. Aunt Josephine never <laughs> married. Neither of them did. They lived with each other their whole life. <laughs> wow. Best, yes. best friend. Very Cow straight. Pals. Very straight. Um, yeah. So in season two, Josephine holds a party that's full of queer people experimenting with gender presentation and it becomes quite clear that her circle of friends not only knew about her relationship but were probably also all queer themselves mm. uh and it's amazing yeah it's like, like yes i want to be her minus <laughs> the dead partner yeah but they got good like 34 years together yeah yeah they got a good amount of time together uh the second character is one that's that was made up for the series it doesn't exist in the book Um, Cole is shown at first as a shy, artistic boy, more interested in being alone or in the company of girls than in spending time with other boys. He is bullied and picked on, and he grows close to Anne, who has been through a similar situation. Um, And after attending Josephine's party, he actually comes out to her, then to Anne. And eventually he leaves home and moves in with Josephine, where he attends art school and thrives in an environment where he can really be himself. So...
0: Yay for gay happy
1: endings. That doesn't happen. Yes. a <laughs> No. Right. Um, and the last queer character is a bit more controversial. Uh, in the novel, the teacher, Mr. Phillips, is kind of a dick, and he's known to be courting one of his older students. This doesn't change much in the show, except he's very much portrayed as a closeted gay man. He singles out Cole, who then tells Anne that he's only picking on him because he hates himself for being like him. Um so you already have three very different diverse representations of queer lives in the mm-hmm. series. Uh, but this is a subtext centric podcast and if there's anything left on the surface you can bet we're going to find it and dig it up. <laughs> That's what this podcast is about. Yeah. So I have two theories to put forward today. The first one, okay. I want to start it off with Miss Stacey is a bisexual demigirl. So agree 100%. Yeah, the podcast. <laughs> Thank you for watching. Yeah, that's a <laughs> yeah. no, So after Mr. Phillips moves away, he is replaced by a new teacher named Miss Stacy. In the book, she is described as a progressive and innovative teacher who encourages her students, but she's still very much ladylike. Um, in the show, her character is pushed a bit further. She rides a motorized bicycle. She wears trousers. Refuses to put on a corset to appease outraged mothers. In other words, she is cool as fuck. Um, Now at the end of the 19th century there was this idea of the new woman, the woman who defied gender roles and definitely was plotting to overthrow polite society and maybe, just maybe, she slept with other women too. Uh, And everything about Miss Stacy is taken directly from typical stereotypes of the new woman. So it's really not much of a stretch to say that she could also be queer. In the show, she's a widow and doesn't seem particularly interested in dating, despite efforts to set her up. There's this amazing scene in season three where she's in the barn with Matthew fixing a printing machine for school, and she's sitting on the ground in trousers full of grace marks and spreading in the sexiest way possible. And Rachel Lynn, who's been trying mm-hmm. to find her a man, comes in to tell her that she's going to be alone forever if she keeps behaving like this. And Miss Stacy laughs in her face, and it's so hot. Um, anyway... <laughs> Yeah. Moving on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just the, this podcast isn't Miss Stacy is a bisexual demigirl, it's Miss Stacy is hot. Um yeah. So I think that Miss Stacy is gender non-confirming, possibly a demigirl, and I think she's bisexual because she should marry me. Um and you know, also because she's very <laughs> queer footed, but mostly because she should marry me. Yeah. <laughs> Now, my second theory is a really cool one, though I have to say I didn't come up with it, Um, I stumbled upon it online, and it's lived in my brain rent-free ever since. As a bit of background, the last episode we did on Anne of Green Gables was about Anne and her best friend Diana, and how absolutely gay they are for each other. Mm -hmm. Um, The show doesn't make that canon per se, but they do play with the subtext a lot, there's a huge amount of standing way too close to each other, (laughs) and being dramatically (laughs) dramatic, (laughs) Oh, if I
0: don't have her in my rest of my life, I I would surely die.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Diana also struggled a bit when she finds out her aunt Josephine is queer, but it very much feels like the uncomfy moment or the rigid and safe path that you thought was the only possible one turns out to actually be full of possibilities and now you have to rethink Mm -hmm. your entire life. Um, So I don't think it would be a stretch to say that Diana might be closeted even to herself. At the same time, one of the subplots of season three is that Gilbert, Anne's love interest, starts dating a really cool girl named Winifred. Um, now, how is that related, you ask? Well, let me just put my tinfoil hat on. In the second book Ooh. of the series, Diana falls in love and marries a man called Fred Wright. Now, what does Winifred shorten to? Fred. Winifred and Fred are the same person, and Diana was <sighs> going to fall in love with her in season four and five and realize she was gay. That's the theory. <laughs> I know. Now, to be theory. honest, as much as I love the theory, <laughs> I don't really believe it. Mostly because they were shipping off Winifred's character at the end of season three and it doesn't seem like she was going to come back. But then again, I feel like they changed some things about the end of season three when they realized that they might not get renewed. So maybe their initial plans were different. I'm yeah. curious to see what other people think. I love the character of Winifred. I thought she was really underutilized as just this like, love triangle wrench in in the path of the main couple thing so I really would have loved to see her utilize as something more Um, yeah reach out to us on social media if you like me have capital T thoughts because I want to hear them (laughs) (laughs) how about you Drew? do you have capital T thoughts? (laughs)
0: Honest for some reason, the only thing that's going on in my head at the moment is the fact that corsets were like considered a feminist thing back in the olden days, but nowadays in modern media, they're like it's just completely unrelated to any of the topic. But I'm really sorry, my brain is just bringing that up. Um, I do completely agree that Diana is probably closeted, and they like they really coded yeah. her as closeted in the show, especially like like you say when she finds out her aunt is is queer she's like uncomfortable but it's not like an uncomfortable as in yeah. if this is a horrid way of living it's in a i kind of feel the same way so i do feel like they probably would have continued on with that especially because they didn't really shy away from like the difficult topics yeah, um yeah the only problem is, is they got cancelled so early and I then know. we don't know what happens to what's the name of the girl um the one that got put girl in the yeah yeah we don't know what happens to her. Um. Hashtag bring
1: Anne with a an knee.
0: <laughs> bring back Anne with a an knee. Oh, it'd be so cool to see them
1: all like a little bit older as well. And i know, happy. There's just like, there is what, seven or eight books worth of material. Yeah. Come on. They didn't even get through to the end of the first book, which, you know, is in a way good because spoiler Matthew dies and he doesn't die in the series because yeah I feel like
0: that would I feel like that would break me um like the the heart attack part at the end of season one I think was at the end of season one literally I like had to stop watching because and then I didn't pick it up until I started again with you um because I was just so worried about what was gonna happen I was like I can't I can't have my my nice little family yeah because he up. does
1: again spoilers he does die of a heart attack at the end of the first book and but that's after Anne's gone to um Queens and she does a year of like studying there and then she comes back and he almost immediately dies yeah but um... so at least we just saw her you know go to school and then it's happy ending. Nothing bad's and ever stuff. happened. Yeah, But honestly, I would rather see those bad things happen and have more Anne with an E than not. Yeah.
0: God, I do love Anne with an E. And I love the exploration of like different kinds of femininity as well with Anne with an E, mm-hmm. whether it's queer femininity or like regular femininity or, you know, just like, just the different sort of, there's a, a TikTok audio going around from Anne with an E and it's like, Yeah, the- I, love, oh, I love being a woman. And it. <laughs> Every time it comes up, I love it, especially like when like trans women take the the audio and they're like, you know, talking about their experiences being a trans woman. I'm like, yes,
1: yeah, me too. Especially because just the episode that it's from and the scene that it's from is one of my absolute favorites. It's yeah, when they do the Beltane ceremony and it's just so like
0: <sighs> Billy. <laughs> no, it's it was it was such a lovely scene, and it's like sort of like this divinity of like. Femininity, yeah. Um, and yeah, and like I don't know. It was just a good scene. Um, I do agree that Diana is queer, and it would be really cool if her and Winifred like had a thing, especially because yeah. it, like you said, it would bring more to the character of Winifred because other than being, like, just a more. Cog, um, <laughs> she did, but do you know who deserves me, Miss Stacy? <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, Miss Stacey, this is me.
0: Okay, like, to, to be right. fair, I can't argue on that because you were probably more, like, academically, like,
1: her, like, equal. Oh my god, yes, we could live in her little cottage in the forest. Yeah. And I would, like, write things while she goes and teaches her students.
0: And she come back and be <sighs> like, oh my god. Babe, what did you write today? And then you could like oh, read her your you. poetry or
1: something. Yeah, boom. The things that all 19th century people <laughs> called
0: each other. Stop boom. Um, but yeah. Miss Stacy, I think I feel like every queer woman who ever watched, like, or just anybody who's attracted to women watched Anne with an E was like, Mine? <laughs> Is she mine? She date me now. <laughs> Also, is it ever confirmed, like, who her widow is? Like, does she
1: ever mention them by name? I think she does. I think it definitely was a man, and she does mention him by name. Because
0: I have seen a few stories where, like, a queer woman would say that they're widowed, because it's easier to say that as opposed to being like, I'm not interested in men, because then people are not going to try and set her up, because they're like, oh, she's she's mourning the loss of her husband. Where next yeah, and she no,
1: unfortunately, work. she does have a few scenes where she's like actually alone and mourning the loss of her husband. so uh, yeah, And it I did seem sure. at the end of season three that they were going to set her up with Bash as well, which would have been another really interesting path to go down, like definitely mm-hmm. seeing um mixed-race couple. Although I kind of wish Bash's wife lived... Um, she was really cool I know yeah again underutilized she was amazing she was real cool and all of her friends were really cool as well and like the
0: the last sort of like when they were helping bash out with the baby and like everybody like pulled together and it was like co-parenting and yeah. oh, it was so cute it's such a good show I need to rewatch it's it
1: so <laughs> Yeah, I rewatched it with my flatmate like a few months ago, and then she was like, Should we, should we watch it again?
0: <laughs> Do we just have a, have a cheeky little watch? Um, So, if you could like write season four from the way it ended at season three, what oh. sort of plot points would you want to put in? Oh my like, god. How would you follow
1: that's, on? that's amazing. I mean, as much as I would want to do more with Miss Stacy being queer. I do like the way it was going with Bash, I think. Mm. Or maybe they could just have a friendship, you know? Um,
0: we do love, like, platonic male-female friendships.
1: Yeah, we do love yeah. that. Um, especially because, oh, yeah, because, uh, like, one of the ways they bonded is that she really, she saw his baby and she was like, oh my god, um, I may never have a baby because... My husband died and everything. And what if actually they just decide to like have a lavender marriage and co parent um, <gasps> yes. with a woman?
0: No, that would be brilliant. That would
1: co- yes. 10 out of 10
0: content. I would
1: love that. that. Would be amazing. And then Winifred and Diana fall in love. Diana. Yeah. Um goes she still goes to Paris not to go to finishing school but just like as a trip to improve herself or whatever and then she Mm. meets up with Winifred because that's where Winifred was going at the end of the season. Um, Yeah, and so they meet up and actually they become friends and then when they come back to Prince Edward Island they like keep being friends and then they become more than friends.
0: Are they gay or have they just spent some time in Europe? We don't know. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And uh, Anne and the other girls have, like, the best time at school. And I feel like... See, are we talking, like, what I think would happen or, or what, like, ideally would happen? And it doesn't matter that it's not following story points that...
0: Uh, we're gonna we're talking about what you would like to write to happen. So yeah. you have to follow... Like, I would like to, to
1: just... It. Even though it's not what happens in the books, I would like to just have... And then Gilbert be together, uh, Mm -hmm. because that's how season three ended. And even though they don't get together until book three in the books, like now that Chip has sailed, and I feel like if they continued on with the series, they would have had to throw a spanner in the works at some point to make it last. Mm -hmm. Um, But I like to just you know, not follow expectations and go, yeah, we can just have a happy couple. Yeah, (laughs) we don't need we don't need drama. Just Anne's got plenty of drama on her he's <laughs> a conflict coming outside of the
0: relationship
1: I do find that yeah, it happens they, quite often They can have like nice little um, letters back and forth and stuff like that because he's yeah. gone somewhere else to uni and if it's going to be like the book and if Matthew's going to die then I would want Matthew to have like an important and nice storyline in that last season he would be in Mm. Maybe come out of his shell a little bit.
0: Do you think Matthew's like autistic coded? I think so. Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
1: So is Anne kind of?
0: I Maybe feel like she's Anne, more ADHD
1: yeah. coded. I don't know.
0: I mean, they're comorbid, so if she has one, she probably.
1: Yeah. Has one. <laughs> but Matthew, yeah, I think Matthew's definitely autistic. Yeah. And I just, yeah, I was rereading it because I'm trying to figure out if I can say this if my friend is going to listen to this before, and it will ruin the surprise. Um, Whatever. I'm giving, for Christmas, I'm giving one of my friends, um, Anne of Gables, and I'm annotating it for her. Oh, that's so cute. And And so I've been rereading it, and it just, like, some of the moments that just hit me the hardest is when they show how deeply Marilla has grown to love Anne and, like, mm-hmm. same in the show, it's those moments that hit the hardest because she was so, like... I mean, Matthew and Anne are adorable, but Marilla was so rigid at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then she grows to love her so much. Like, in the show, they do that so well that at the at the end, it's actually, like, it's kind of reversed. And Matthew is the one who um, is, like, not telling Anne how sad he is that she's leaving because he doesn't want to hold her back. And then Marilla's like, the fuck, you don't? Like... <laughs> tell her how you feel or we're going to lose her for real and I'm not letting that happen. And it's such a like good moment for her because mm-hmm. yeah, she's she's like never been the one advocating for talking about your feelings.
0: Yeah, she's very like an internal. I mean, they're both quite internal people but in, like, very in different, different way, ways.
1: Yeah. Right, do you have anything more or should we do an corner?
0: Okay, uh, I have two points. Neither of them are related to any of your points. I just <laughs> want to talk. I, I love uh, Anne, Anne with the knee. So, firstly, the girl who played, oh, I can't remember the name again. What was the name? Uh, the girl who they went to the. Oh,
1: Kakwe. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Kakway. Uh So, the actress for that is playing Katara in the live act. Yes. Avatar. So excited. <laughs> Exciting. Um, so, yeah, I can't wait to see. Because she was amazing in Anne with the knee. So, I can't She wait was to see. so amazing and she deserved to have more. Yeah. So she's going to play my childhood crush. Um, <laughs> so I was obsessed with Katara as a kid. Um, so she's going to play that, and it's just going to be great to see like that kind of joy in that character. Um, and secondly, I just want to make the corsets point. Corsets were actually very feminist uh, because they allowed women to have like physical support. And if they hurt whilst you're wearing them, you're not wearing them correctly. <laughs> so that's that was my point although i i understand the need for like a symbol of
1: like yeah fe- female of oppression revolutionary and doing something different yes
0: yeah. uh like in the same way that like if you like didn't wear like a bra or a t-shirt nowadays like free the nipple kind of thing Um uh, yeah. it's like it's in a similar vein as that but it's It's a little bit more, like, I've just watched too many, like, historical clothing YouTube videos. (laughs) Yeah, I know. That's my my two points. Other than that, I don't really have anything. I completely agree with you. the I also, yeah, Winifred and Diana would have been. Although Winifred seemed a lot older than the others. Mm,
1: I don't think so. I think she was just mature. Yeah. I think like, she was maybe like seventeen or eighteen, where the others were sixteen. Maybe
0: it was one of those things where like people only hire like, like actors in their twenties to play teenagers. Yeah. And we've just gotten so used to actual teenagers playing teenagers that when it was like a twenty-year-old <laughs> woman, we were like, "That's not a teenager. <laughs> that is a fully mm-hmm. grown woman. She has a mortgage. She pays taxes." <laughs>
1: She doesn't have a mortgage or pay taxes. It's it's the 19th century. Oh shit, yeah. But well, at least she has a corset. <laughs> okay. Alright. Do you have anything for Canon Corner? Oh,
0: give me your thing and then I will have a think.
1: I forgot to prep for this. Oh
0: no. Okay, so historical queer stuff. Um what have I watched recently? That's historical queer. I'm not I've not watched anything recently that's historical or queer. I'm rereading Regeneration by Pat Parker, which is got queer characters in it, but also it's like World War One, men dying. So it's like a diversity win. The men are dying are also gay, <laughs>
1: you know? Um, yeah, I had a thing recently like that with um with a book where i was loving it and i loved it and there were four lesbians four entire lesbians i was so happy and then they all die
0: i mean it's not it's not bury your gaze if there's like four lesbians yeah but they all die okay did at least some straight people die as well or was it just the lesbians
1: some but not all okay interesting yeah it might be bury your gaze I think it's it's quite bury your gaze. I mean like the in the author's note they said that it was meant to represent the hardships and horror that that lesbians endured, but like just, I don't know. Yeah, just let I think that if live. you're gonna represent those hardships then like don't do it symbolically, just do it. Yeah. Because then it's not representation anymore, it's just bury your gaze, you know? Either you're spreading awareness of something that really happened or you're just, yeah. Okay. I hate doing this I because was sad I usually, that they were allowed
0: to be happy. I usually don't like to ascribe to the you have to be queer to write like about lesbians, but was the author queer? Because
1: not that I know of. No. Okay. Yeah,
0: then that feels very much like Bay Area Gays Cause Yeah. You're oh, well, welcome to write lesbian characters if you're not a lesbian. Just don't kill them all.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and then be like <laughs> symbolic.
0: Like, oh, you tried. <laughs>
1: But yeah, I was finishing this book sitting in Paula's room because she wanted company and literally I went, what the fuck?
0: Oh, no. And I had to
1: rant to her. Uh,
0: That new movie, Tar, is out with Kate Blanchett um, mm-hmm. playing a lesbian, which it looks really good. I haven't watched it, but it, there's this, a scene that keeps going around on TikTok and I'm like, I'm so attracted to her right
1: now. I need to watch that.
0: Oh, Wild and Wicked Things by Francesca May. Uh, It's written as like a, it's sort of the same period of time at the turn of the century. I I think I'm using the turn of the century, right? Like the end of the 1800s, beginning of the 1900s? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So it's written as a sort of a sapphic Great Gatsby. Um, And I met the author and she's very lovely. I I met her at Comic-Con a couple weeks ago. I already had a copy of her book, but she was there, so I bought another copy just so she could sign it. And she was she was really sweet. Um And all of her stories are sapphic. So, if you want something like late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds, kind of like that sort of era where technology is just starting to boom, would recommend. That's that's my
1: captain corner. Nice, that's a good one. I yeah. feel like I have another one. Devotion by <laughs> can Kent. It's yeah. earlier. It's like I think. I don't want to say something stupid. I want to say 15 or 1600s, but probably not. Mm-hmm. It's it's great. I can't say anything about it other than it's great and it's gay.
0: Nice. Um, <laughs> so is it like England,
1: 15, 1600s? Do you know? Or? It's um, Germany to Australia. Ooh. It's about the persecution of, I can't remember exactly what religion it is, but like. Um, some people for their religion were persecuted in Germany at the time and had to emigrate to Australia and the journey was very dangerous.
0: I, and, I imagine yeah, so.
1: <laughs> it's about two girls from that community. Ooh. Yeah. Stunning. I've, I keep saying that all the time
0: now. You know the the TikTok audios. Yeah. That anytime somebody says something cool, I'm like, ooh, stunning. Shut up. Just shut up, Jo. Yeah stunning it sounds cool
1: <laughs> it is it's heartbreaking but you should read it it's great
0: i'm on a huge like book reading nobody needs to hear this anyway while cuz this is going stay queer everybody
1: <laughs> stay queer this podcast is a no storytelling production it is produced and edited by me dick and hosted by drew frankie victory and me dick If you want to support us, please recommend us to your friends, follow us on social media, and consider subscribing to our Patreon. All the links will be in the show notes. Thanks for listening!